Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So the big news today south of the border is the release finally of the actual Mueller report, the report from special counsel Robert Mueller. Now, a lot of it's redacted. It's over 400 pages. About a third of it is is redacted, but there is still a lot here. And it certainly paints a much different picture than that very brief summary a few weeks ago from Trump's attorney general, who selectively quoted the report. When he said in his summary, the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. But leaves out the first part. Although the investigation established that the Russian government perceived it would benefit from a Trump presidency and work to secure that outcome, and that the campaign expected it would benefit electorally from information stolen and released through Russian efforts. So it's a lot of damning information here regarding Russian interference, contacts with, links with the Russians, lying about all of that, and a whole lot of uncomfortable findings on the obstruction of justice front. Well, joining us to talk a bit more about what's in this report and the fallout from all of this, very pleased to welcome to the program Rick Wilson. He is a Republican political strategist, a media consultant, author of the book, Everything Trump Touches Dies. Rick Wilson, so great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Hey, well, thanks for having me today. So not exactly total exoneration, is it? Well, no one really who, who wasn't inside of the sort of Trump orbit believed that this report was going to uh, give Donald Trump a, a completely clean bill of health. And and I think that what you're seeing here are, are examples of the behavior that Donald Trump and his campaign officials engaged in for from for the run up to the 2016 campaign and during the 2016 campaign, and Donald Trump's behavior as president that cross over a bunch of, of of pretty bright lines. And you know Robert Mueller's biggest finding out of this whole thing was he wasn't in a position to bring charges of obstruction of justice because Donald Trump is president and the, the policy of the Department of Justice is that he can't. Um, the evidence, though, uh, it, that, that has appeared in this shows a very clear pattern of Donald Trump's abuse of power while in office and, and, and says right out, they expected that this Russian information would help their campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, if, uh, call me crazy, but if I got a phone call one day when I was working on the George Bush campaign, um, and, the, and the Russians said to me, hey, we're going to bring some stuff by the office. It might be great uh, against Hillary. I'd lose my damn mind and call the FBI. But the Trump campaign's reaction was, oh, that's great. You know, basically, they, they have, there's been a very clear uh, set of evidence presented in this report that Donald Trump will always have an asterisk next to his name as president. Yeah. He will always be the president who had, who had Russian help getting elected. And it's not something to be proud of. No, not at all. Uh, Mueller was very careful, though, and it's interesting because there's a couple of key moments in 2016, the Trump Tower meeting in June and then Trump's campaign chair mm-hmm. meeting with what was essentially a Russian uh, agent in, in August. Uh, and Mueller spends a lot of time talking about those particular meetings, but ultimately, you know, he's very cautious in, in drawing conclusions about it. Well, he had a very narrow boundary that he could work inside during the course of this, of this, of this entire effort. And that narrow boundary ended up meaning that he couldn't come out and say, um, you know, and maybe as sharply and clearly as he might have wanted to, um, you know, here's what the president did um, that we consider, or, or the president's allies did that we consider to be indictable offenses. 
and the 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 bar they set was very high no, no pun intended the bar they set was very high to establish those things now i don't think that we're done at this point i think there are certainly more aspects of this investigation and this uh that, that will come to light as we move forward um there are the, the 10 cases that robert Mueller uh, farmed out to other areas of the of the prosecutorial uh landscape uh are still going to be things that that, that have long running impacts and I think as Congress begins to explore what's inside the redacted portions, you know, 25% of this is redacted. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that we don't know yet. There are a lot of things we're not, uh, uh, that we're not clear on what they mean in terms of, of the president's liability in these things uh, at this point. So it's, a, uh, it's an ongoing story. It is. What's also interesting, there were a lot of occasions where it seemed like there were people around the president who were almost trying to save him from himself. Mueller says the president's sure. efforts to influence the investigation were mostly unsuccessful, largely because the persons who surrounded the president declined to carry out orders. So in that sense, he definitely tried to obstruct justice. What do you make yeah. then of, of that as a defense? I mean, Donald Trump is going to be very angry at his former counsel, general counsel, Don McGahn. But Don McGahn did him an absolutely enormous political favor by basically saying, no, boss, I'm not going to. He he owes Don McGahn a debt of enormous gratitude um, in terms of of, McGahn was one of the few people around him who had the the moral courage to say, you know, boss, what you want to do is illegal. not going to play. And so because of that, you know, Trump will be angry at him, but, but he got saved by that. There were other incidences where Reince Priebus and others, you know, were told, do something illegal, and they chose not to. You know, to which, it's hard to give Trump's team a lot of credit, but to which they do deserve some credit in this case. Well, maybe protected by their own um, stupidity, you might say. And, I mean, that speaks to Don oh, Jr., sure. uh, Don Jr. in the Trump Tower meeting, why he didn't get indicted. Yeah, I mean, that, that, the reason Don Jr. is not indicted right now is that Don Jr. wasn't bright enough to take the deal, um, which, I, you know... There's an irony to that mm-hmm. that, that is, is, is going to always be with Don Jr. Because no matter how wrong it was, to, <clears throat> it, no matter how wrong it would have been to take that deal, there's a part of Donald Trump Sr. that's going to say, oh, you had a great one on the table. <laughs> you let it go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the question of obstruction, which is obviously an impeachable offense, mm-hmm. is, is it, wor- I mean, it seems like Mueller's referring the matter to Congress, and that comes across in this report, but should Congress take it up? Is, is it worth going down that path? Well, I don't think it is worth going down that path, ironically, mainly because um, there's no way to get an impeachment conviction of Donald Trump. The Senate will not vote to impeach Donald Trump. And I've, I've told my Democratic friends this repeatedly. You know, if you think that they're going to save you and, and make, your, make your lives easy by impeaching but, but enough of them in the Senate to, by voting to impeach Donald Trump, you've got them to the same common. I mean, they're just not going to. And, and so, you know, I think, you know, what, what does impeachment do for Donald Trump? It raises him $150 million from his base. Yeah, probably. I don't think you get, I don't think you get anywhere with an impeachment effort. Uh, and, and the other thing is impeachment is a function of shaming. And, you know, you can't shame somebody who is not shameable. You can't make Donald Trump feel bad about doing amoral, wrong, and, 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 and politically repugnant things with like a normal candidate would feel he doesn't have those emotions he doesn't have a gene uh for shame and so because of that i don't think there's any real political uh benefit for the democrats to be gained 
by trying to to say to Donald, don't you feel bad about this? He doesn't. He Mm. never will. In terms of the political fallout, I mean, certainly Trump got a bit of a head start, I, I think, through his attorney general and how this was all framed initially a few weeks ago. They've gone out of their way to try to disparage Mueller and, and the investigation. Very much so. Right. Mm-hmm. So if this had all landed a few weeks ago, it might be a, a different conversation. So how do you think this is going to play? Well, I do think that there is still a very large amount of road yet to hoe um, in terms of where Donald Trump's political fortunes end up. In this in this question, I don't think we're quite there yet in terms of, of, of you know, is he going to escape scot free in, in the congressional side of this debate? And in fact, I, I have a pretty strong, pretty strong idea that that he will not in large measure, because there are a lot of people in Congress who are serious um, about protecting our, our democratic, small d democratic institutions um, who are very unhappy with the way that this has been played out by Mr. Barr and who are going to get Robert Mueller in front of them and ask some pointed questions. And I also think you're going to see the folks that were working for Robert Mueller start to establish that, you know, the way that they did this work was not a partisan witch hunt, but was rather an important national security investigation and that, that merits a, uh, a public weighing uh, and a public assessment uh, beyond what we're going to get on the cable news ships. Well, as you say, much more still to come on this. Uh, that book is called Everything Trump Touches Dies. Folks, and follow you on Twitter as well, at the Rick Wilson. Rick, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All Bye. right, take care. Uh, There's Rick Wilson, a Republican political strategist, media consultant, uh, and author of Everything Trump Touches Dies. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.